0: So one of the first one was obesity. Like that's the number one thing. Hispanic Americans are 1.2 times as likely to be obese than non-Hispanic whites. And it's, and then that's very important. The second one is diabetes. And I can, you know, on on a personal note with family members, diabetes in my family runs like almost all my uncles, grandparents, it's something that's part of it. And, you know, genetics, hypertension is number three. Chronic, you know, kidney disease and chronic liver disease, which when you look at other um, other types of other communities in the United States, you know, you have cancer that's up there, right? Which for Latin American, for for our community, cancer is not one of the top fives. So it, it all goes back to when it comes to obesity in it's, it's right, it's managing it's keeping your weight within the healthy range, you know, exercising and eating a balanced diet. You're listening to
1: Nidaki,
0: a podcast by the Marketing Jersey. Welcome to our edition of Nidiaki. I am your host, Uso Vasquez, With me. Janely Farias, who you know, who you've been accustomed to hear, and has given us lots of guidance in this podcast. Janely, it's 2022. It's already March. It's it is? Time. Yeah. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> its yeah What's up? A long we a saw- already since we haven't spoken here. <laughs> How is
1: your uh, New Year's resolution going?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there is no way.
1: And that, that exact answer is what I'm sure everybody is else is thinking it's
0: march so new year's resolutions are we don't talk about the new year's resolutions <laughs> oh you failed march. right now <laughs> it's pretty much happened right which is specifically specifically was not to eat doritos anymore like i was just that's it that was like my new year's resolution it's i was very specific this year <laughs> because i feel after you eat like those types of chips i feel like crap you eat a
1: whole bag of Doritos like, a day. Uh,
0: yeah, no, not a day, not a day. But I feel like every time I do con el tapatio, con una salsita, you know, and limon, and it feels so good. But like an hour later, I'm like, why feel so I, why yes. it feels so bad. Yes. Like just specifically that. But all right. Uh enough of me and what I eat and, and all that. But um, for those of you who are wondering, yeah, it's been a while since we've put out an episode for Nidiaki and First Of all, thank everybody that has been listening to and sending us messages has been really, really cool to see. And yes, uh, we have not had an episode since uh before the i mean, we were talking about the holidays, right? And then we talked about uh, mental health, which is right around December, but it's not because we haven't recorded, because generally, we we recorded an episode before and it was all ready to go and be put out there, and we both agreed that it wasn't good enough.
1: Yes, yeah, we decided that. <laughs> Um, it was good but not great. And yeah. what we want to share with the world, uh to our standards should be great.
0: And it's it's things because we, we worked really hard. We recorded it, we prepared, and then it came out and it was like, we want to give you, you know, this whole podcast is about this Nidiaki lifestyle, right? You're not from here nor from there, from the very beginning of our intro. And uh it it goes to our people, our community, our Latinx, Latinos, Latinas, you know, that we can all come together and listen to and talk about subjects bring in people um, that are that the Latinx community need to know or subjects that we need to talk about that maybe aren't talked about a lot. And it can be fun subjects. it can be it can be subjects about our culture, about our food, about anything, but sometimes we do you know narrow those subjects down to things that are affecting our community. And as you know on our last episode we talked about mental health and it was a very big topic where we brought the two experts and if you haven't listened to it, it is a great episode on how we as in the Latinx community do not talk about mental health. Like we really don't. And um, hopefully after listening to that is taking time for yourself, but we wanted to continue that talk in this, not self-help, but at the same time, having conversations about being healthy. And the next step of that is our physical health, right? That's when people say healthy and that's where we start.
1: Yes. Yeah. So we want to talk about in things that matter in our community, things that matter and shed light on things that, like you said, uh, we normally don't talk about why um, I think, you know, our culture has this like taboo about, about certain things. And I think one of them is, is physical health. I think that has a lot to do with, um, you know, in our culture, we, we show a lot of love by feeding people, by cooking, mm-hmm. by, you know, so You know, when you go to your your grandma's or your tia's house and they offer you uh, your sopa de fideo and then your enchiladas and then this. And, you know, if you say no, what's tia going to do? She's going to get mad. Right. Because that's her way of showing you love. So it's it's hard not to not to eat those things. But it's so important that we talk about this because I think uh, this is something that really affects our people. Uh, what we eat, how we eat
0: and how we live. Exactly. Yeah. And we can start by just healthy. Like generally what's your, when you think of healthy, what's, what's your definition of healthy for you?
1: When I think of healthy, I think about waking up every day and loving myself and being happy with, with what I do and how I live. It means healthy means being able to do what I love without restrictions, right? Being able to play soccer mm-hmm. at the highest level and be at my best. It means, um, feeling good when I go on a walk, it means feeling good when I'm
0: at home. What does There's, it mean? What does it mean to you? I think you, you the first thing you do, like, and I'll be per, like, I'm, per, I'll be honest. The first thing when I think of healthy is weight. Right. Okay. Like that's, it's a common. Yeah. Like that's just kind of how I do. And the more that you think about it is, is, well, okay, there's, we talked about it last, you know, a couple months ago with with our mental health, right? How do you feel today? There's like this, these apps that track how you feel every single day, which is like, do you feel good? Do you feel bad? And starting tracking that, I'm like, today, I don't feel that well. Is it because I ate? Is it because there's too much stress? Um, So I feel like that's kind of where my, how how great do I feel? Okay. But then there's many different ways that you make you feel great. For example, coffee, you know? I don't drink coffee, but I know it makes people feel great. Like I feel good, but that could just be alertness. Do I have enough energy? So it's hard to define what healthy is. To me, was like, hey, I keep going like gaining weight, (laughs) or I I play soccer every Tuesday on a on a very you know rec level, not like you uh, obviously professional. And um, I gotta go watch you play someday. You, oh my gosh, please don't. (laughs) Um, Wait, wait, wait! Can
1: we tell people you tore your hamstring?
0: Okay. You just told me what time I has So I feel good. I just can't walk right now. Like, so am I healthy?
1: <laughs> so you, you mentioned something like super important, right? So you, you, when you think of healthy, you think of weight. And I think that's something super common among not just our culture, but I think just anybody in the world. Right. I think oh, we know that obesity is, um, you know, worldwide. It's, it's one of the biggest problems that we face. Mm-hmm. And, I think it's important to to recognize that it's not just about weight, right? There are some people that could be skin, skinny or thin, and they might be really unhealthy. So it's important to you know see that there are other factors involved in in health that it's not just about the way you look. It's like you said, it's about how you feel too.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, again, I I think that's where people kind of go at. And it, there's so many different factors, right? They've been people have told you that being skinny is healthy, and it's through all of our lives, right? And even in our culture too, right? It's it's like we, we, we and we will talk about that. But um, as far as healthy to us, you know, this is what what it what it means to us. And yes, uh, if I feel like I'm playing well football, like I'm the fastest, which I'm not, but I feel like I'm doing good. <laughs> Like, and I'm not not, definitely not right now, but, and I am getting older and I play against these like 20, 22 year olds that are super fast, but I feel like I'm a little smarter on the ball, but, um, I'm like, okay, I'm healthy. And when I'm not, you know, actively going to the gym or walking or doing that exercise and eating, right. Like you feel good. And I think there's like a mixture of that. So everyone's definition of healthy is different. Right. And we're just kind of giving our own. So think about yourself. If you're listening to us, you know, what does healthy mean to you? And you know your body. And I think that's really key on here is like everyone knows their own body when it's good and when it's bad. And the different this in, in our lifestyles are completely different. So um, but this is kind of the topic that we wanted to talk about is in our community, in our Latinx community, you know, what is being healthy? And by the end of the show, you know, we're not here to be like this is what you have to do to be healthy. So just to let you know everyone is different, but at least have the conversation to really understand within our community. What obstacles, you know, what what is going on with with the Latinx community in the United States, and you know, even even in, in all Latin America, and why are we different than others? And we'll try to explain that a little bit. And I don't know if we'll get to the bottom of it, but I did find some pretty cool, um, not only resources but also data that kind of surprised me, and I love to share that with you, Denali, who has not seen this by the way, which we're doing like a blind react on on this data. So. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But but you, the listener, you know, take a ride with us on uh, having a discussion about what it means to, you know, what is healthy when, in the Latinx community um, to just physical health. So here we go. Here we go. All right, Danelli. And this is, this is where there's going to be a lot of questions to you because Great. I think because, you know, you are for you, I would say the healthiest person I know is you. Right. I know, you know, and Granted, I work with a lot of soccer players, but I know you well. We're friends and I've seen you. We've eaten together in the middle of Mexico City. When you say, do you have, you know, this instead of this to like the, in uh, ese centro de comimos bien rico. We ate really well though. And it was healthy, right? Did we eat? Was that healthy? It was. Yeah. You know what? It, it, it
1: fit in my lifestyle. ¿Sí? And the cool thing was that the we were in the centro and in Coyacan and um the guy at the taco or quesadilla stand i don't even know what it was um he was willing to like clean the the plancha for me to get all that grease off of it and make yeah. me a a clean taco which was nice
0: this is yeah and uh i had a it was all of like vegetable base and man it was so so good but going back to what we we're talking about so here here's some so here's some questions so when you think of when you think of healthy like let's let's talk about a country like and you're like all right what's a healthy country what, what does that come up to like what do you think about?
1: When I think of a healthy country, uh, well, I don't know, but I can tell you unhealthy countries. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, not, <laughs> not there.
0: Like, like do you, I don't know. Maybe even take a guess. Like, all right, what's a healthy okay, country to you? Think like you're like all right, and
1: um, I would say maybe somewhere.
0: Did we put in like the music?
1: Maybe the middle East, maybe
0: Asia. Okay. Okay. You're getting me if I'm wrong. There there's there, you know, there is some truth to that when we're looking at obesity rates, right? Okay. Okay. It's, it's hard. It's hard to be like, I, you know, I started from the very beginning, what's the healthiest people in the world and how, how they got that way. Right. And I got like, there's all the different things because we can't necessarily define health, but there are, you know, at least there, there are statistics that give you life expectancy deaths per a thousand people, you know, healthiest countries, whether it's, you know, children, stuff like that. So when I just Googled it and I'm looking at this and it's the healthiest people in the world and how they got that way. Right. Iceland, okay, Japan, Sweden, New Zealand, and Finland. Okay, and Why? Why? Right. And that goes to life expectancy. So people that are living longer that, and that's just it. Right. I mean, It's that's just taking it. I'm like here, if we're looking at healthy and if healthy equates a longer life, maybe here are the, here are the places where people are living longer. So I guess that equates to healthiness. How do you feel about that?
1: Um, I think there's some truth to it, but I think some of those countries, what I know about them is that they also have um, better social structures in place. So people are, are happier in general, which also leads to, so, a better life expectancy. No. Um, but again, it's just one of the factors. And and I do see, I said Asia, Japan's in there.
0: Um, yeah. 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 Well, you, and you think I, you know, when, when someone says, what's honestly, when I said, what's, what's, what is the most like healthiest country? Like the first thing I went to like Japan, because yeah. every time I look at what they eat or uh, friends in Japan, like I have a friend that left right out of high school, he went to Japan because his, his family moved there and the guy looks good. He's, He's in his thirties and he looks really healthy. And one of the things he, when he comes back and he's like, you guys eat so much. Like I went to to Japan, the portions, um, we're eating fish, we're eating, you know, and I'm, I don't know why I just think Japan and it's on there and life expectancy and you do is as healthy, you know, my mentality of like, okay, if someone doesn't, you know, doesn't look obese, you know? So, so for, for our listeners, um,
1: our Latinx countries are not in the top five. <laughs> You're right.
0: You are right. They're not, they're not in those top fives. And when I started to think about, okay, well, well, hold on a second. Like, where are we ranked in the in in healthy as far as Latin America? Right. And it's hard. It's hard because as you know, you can't lump us into one group of people, right? No. Nope. Latin Americans in the US are completely different than Latin Americans in the rest of the Latin American countries. So, when you're looking at countries, and, and I try to find this research of what Latin American countries are the healthiest, again, it, it varies. But I did find some. The, uh, I'm looking down on my list. All right. So, when it comes to Latin Americans, only five countries made the top 50. And this is Chile, Cuba costa rica uruguay and panama interesting and this is where it kind of gets a little bit interesting because this comes out of um bloomberg where the healthiest countries in the world right so and this takes a lot of different you know data points of why those countries are the healthiest but interesting to see that a, a you know a country we you know what are the ticos doing that they're they're considered the health you know the one of the healthiest countries did that surprise you? Yeah, I'm
1: actually, that's why I'm like quiet right now. I'm like, hmm, um, why?
0: But what, so what's, uh, what number are they on the list? So in those, I think it comes down to, they're in the top 50, right? For this study, which was, the study included 200 countries and regions, but only 163 had, you know, enough data. So this bloomberg global health index evaluated 163 countries based on the variables of life expectancy health risks related to behavioral um population cholesterol high blood pressure overweight children and malnutrition so this is kind of like an overall with health okay the other one took like you know who's living the longest right this one took you know out of all the all, you know all of the different factors this is probably a good way for us to know what countries are, are, are the healthiest, like life expectancy, healthy style, uh, health risks, um, cholesterol, high blood pressure, obesity, overweight, children that are malnutrition, right? And okay. the f- top five, remember, there were five that made the top 50, but the top five on those are different. Italy, who's number one? Iceland, same one as Iceland. Switzerland, Singapore, and Australia. So you see the difference between the only one that's there is, is um, Iceland. Is Iceland so, you know, Iceland's. Doing I'm something. moving to Iceland. I, Iceland's <laughs> doing something right because they're not not they're in all these you know up there. But here's where I was surprised, Danelli, Italy being number one. Because we always associate, and me and you have had conversations on this, on how we as Latinos have like this obsession with food. And Mm -hmm. not obsession, but everything comes to. And you started off the, this episode on, you know, all about food we love by giving food. And there's not another, I can think of another culture like the Italians who are always, always loving food. Who they they go by, you know, by eating is something that they do. There's always a ton of food and a ton of carbs, but they're also one of the healthiest according to this data. And I thought so.
1: It is. It's. It's not surprising. Um, I, for me, I, um, had a bit of knowledge of that. So we should look into what they're eating, how they're eating, how they're cooking, because that is going to have a lot to do with why they're still relatively top healthy country.
0: Well, it, it goes to, you know, what they're eating their culture of exercise, you know, their, their, it could be, it could be many different factors, but I think one of the things people say, Oh, it's good. It's good. Like, buena, or, you know, so is the Italian food. yeah. Yeah. So it's not necessarily cause we have really good food.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so I, I recently read an article about this actually specifically about how they cook their food, right. in, in Italy, they eat a lot of pasta.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and there's a way something to how they cook and how they uh, where they derive their food products from. That has a lot to do with it. I'm not going to share the facts because I don't remember them and yep. I don't want to give false information, um, but it does have a lot to do with how they cook, how they, how they um, grow their food. And yeah.
0: So Italy here, it says, which took first place in the health, in the health grade of 93.11. What does that means? They're diet rich in vegetables, fresh ingredients, and olive oil plays an important role in the results. A baby born in the country will have a life expectancy over eighty years. Yeah, Iceland, olive oil
1: yeah. is huge. It's a it's a good it's a good oil.
0: Good. Icelanders, babies born in Iceland, can also expect expect to reach their eighties. Icelanders also have a healthy diet, exercise often to beat the intense cold during winter time. Wait, you're exercising to beat the cold? Don't you just like don't do get under a blanket? Get a blanket. <laughs> Like, that's how I get cold.
1: Yeah, okay. that's what we're trying to change. That's that mentality. We want to change within our culture. Like, reason. it's
0: cold. Let me go exercise. No. When hot. you
1: have two options, get under the blanket or go exercise. Go exercise first.
0: Go exercise under the blanket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we should have that. Yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> put them together <laughs> all right sometimes you know, i, I had to say that all right <clears throat> back to this back to being serious switzerland the world health organization has released data last year stating that swiss boys born in switzerland as of 2015 can expect to live an average of 81 years 12 above the global a- average in singapore the country females live longer than men the healthcare system in singapore has strengthened in the last few years and Australia, the improvement of the health system can make difference in Australian health. And yes, what I'm reading to, and you you kind of alluded this, right? Also, developed countries access to healthcare, having a good government that cares about you, which in many countries they don't. It's all about money. That all could come in. there. And maybe you know, you're sitting there, well, okay, I'm in this country where my country, my you know my my government, or it's not developed or whatever. But uh, I, you know, we're just kind of bringing these 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 stats that's where when you're looking at life expectancy here on this side of the world Costa Rica reaches 79 years um the health country in that in that in that country is is a make is a big difference of why is one of the top here and on this side um then there's after those five there's Canada and the United States right below Costa Rica worst which is that so it's obviously i think in the United States it's this It's very different because, yes, maybe people are living longer, but there are certain parts of this of of the population that are not because it's such a different there's such differences there. So um, interesting in all these stats. And we go back to the question as to in our community, why is it that, uh, you know, that one, we don't talk about it or two, you know, what is it about our Latin American uh, community that struggles, struggles with that? Where I started generally with all this was that I remember hearing that Mexico now has taken like the obesity rate. Do you, you remember hearing that? We're like yeah, U.S. yeah, yeah. Where it's like, and now all these news headlines came out of that I'm like, wait a second, I'm hearing this, where's Mexico on all this? And we're both, we're both Mexican. Um, and you live in Mexico City. And, and, and we kind of researched all this, right? Because when you look at when you look at diseases or why, let's talk. We talked about the healthiest. Now, the why unhealthiness, right? So, there is. When I was doing research as to what is, what are the things that that affect us as a community the most, especially diseases, or why why are we, you know, what do we struggle the most as a Latin American uh, community? when it comes to these, the, you know, this talk. So one of the first one was obesity. Like that's the number one thing. Hispanic Americans are 1.2 times as likely to be obese than non-Hispanic whites. And it's, and then that's very important. The second one is diabetes. And I can, you know, on a, on a personal note with family members, diabetes in my family runs like almost all my uncles, grandparents, it's something that it's part of it. And, you know, genetics, Hypertension is number three, chronic, you know, kidney disease and chronic liver disease. Which, when you look at other, um, other types of other communities in the United States, you know, you have cancer that's up there, right? Which for Latin American, for for our community, cancer is not one of the top fives. So it it all goes back to when it comes to obesity. In it's it's right. It's managing it's keeping your weight within the healthy range, you know, exercising and eating a balanced diet. That doesn't surprise you, right? As that being the number one. No, no, no,
1: no not at all. Uh I think um I think a lot of it has to do with how uh easily accessible bad food is mm-hmm. in in the US. So for our, you know, the Latinx community, Latin American community, um you know, when you're working 12 hour shift and, you know, you lack knowledge or education and nutrition, uh, you have a family to feed. Sometimes the easiest thing to do is, uh, go to McDonald's and buy a bunch of cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it's not, it's not the best option, but it is the easiest for a lot of people, for a lot of families. So I, you know, it doesn't surprise me. And again, that's just one of, one of the factors. Um,
0: what else did you find? So, Okay. And it's, like, it's really, this is really cool that you mentioned that because this is there's something that I'll share with you in a minute. So when you look about obesity, right? What are the most obese countries? And you look about, I mean, people go by percentages, right? That that the most obese countries are, um, you know, you take a thousand people that live in this country, and what's the percentage of them being obese? That's that's a data point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I I thought that that's what you would expect. Like, I I heard. For like years, Mexico's number one. It took over from the US. US, yep. And I'm like, okay, well, this should be. And it's not, it's not even in like the top 30. You have like Nauru, Cook Islands, Palau, Marshall Islands, Tuvalu, which are really, really small countries, Tonga, Samoa. So American Samoa, you know, that culture, when you think about it, you do look at males are a lot bigger, women are a lot mm-hmm. bigger in that, and in, in that, in that culture. Those are the most obese countries. So I'm like, okay, we're good. Like, we're not even in the top like 20. Like, News, what are you guys talking about when it talks that the Mexicans in and, and U.S. are like the most obese? Ah, hold on a second. There barely have like, you know, 50,000 to 75,000 people on that island. Sure, the percentage of them are more obese. But when it comes to countries with the most obese people, right? This is where that stat that we heard and we keep hearing. So in the U S the, you know, if you look at the population and you look at the, sure, maybe the percentage is 10% or 12%. I don't have that right now, but there are more obese or there are more people suffering with obesity in Mexico as number one now. Right. And then, you know, the U S and they kind of go back and forth. And that's where I think we go, Whoa, because the population is higher and because there's a lot of people that are you know that are, that are that are obese. So uh doing that research I'm like okay that doesn't surprise me. And you said it, right? You said it as to why access to f- cheap food um
1: lack of education lack of lack education, of resources, yeah.
0: But here is here's something that I found and this is going to surprise you but it all makes sense but it still surprise you. It's called the latino paradox. Right. Where in the U.S., sure, you know, you could see that, you know, we we have a large obesity rate, heart disease and all this. But there is a there is when people started doing research, they found out that some people, especially within the Latino community, immigrants that are coming to this country are healthier. They live longer. Right, immigrants, first generation. Well, I would not say first generation. The immigrant, we can have that conversation another time. <laughs> we have, <we've> had. <laughs> but so your parents, generally, who came from Mexico, <clears throat> right? I, um, I came from Mexico and I crossed the border. That immigration population, even though they have the average is a ninth grade level education, they don't have access to the greatest healthcare. Are healthier. And it's called The Paradox of the Latino Health. The theory is that even though better health is usually linked to wealth, education, low-income Mexican immigrants with little formal schooling, ninth grades on average, are healthier than the average U.S. population, according to a number of measures, including um, cancers, heart disease, and even mental health. Interesting. Now, that surprised me. I'm like, wait, we always hear that our parents are not healthy. They don't have the time. They don't eat well, whatever. But immigrants and not only so I started doing more research. It's not necessarily the Latin American immigrants. It's immigrants coming to this country. And I heard that it's eat like the country that you came from. Don't eat like the country that you're you're now here. And I'm like that makes a lot of sense. So
1: it hmm, so that stat surprises me, but no, because um one, I think we also should consider um there's got to be some gaps in the data somewhere true of course yeah yeah you know so as far as like how how many first generation immigrants are actually willing to share these types of information right so how accurate is it i'm not sure um but it is hmm here, uh, yeah, so here, I here let me explain, I think,
0: why. Right. So this comes from the health of well, it's the voice of it's, it's an orange county right in, in California, the paradox of the Latino health. And this is mostly the county that they did where it makes sense. So if you look at the immigrate, immigration, the population that are coming from, let's say, let's say Mexico, where they don't have access to fast food when they're coming, they're poor, most of their vegetables, fruits, anything that they were eaten were from were actually pretty healthy when if it's if it's coming from a rural area, not from the cities that are coming to the U.S. For, to find better work. Not only are they eating healthier because they were eating there because of the food that they prepared; it's all homegrown from ranchos or however to come, you know, from rural areas. And when they come here, they continue that diet. The paradox is that only the parents are healthy, but the kids are not healthy, right? So if you think about you know, a young immigrant family coming over of us a, a dad and a mom, and then they have children here, they're gonna continue their customs of eating homegrown food, not necessarily going to eat at a, a fast food. And they're also working a lot, right? I mean, and they're doing high intensive like labor jobs where it requires your if it's if it's, mm-hmm. you know, however many labor intensive jobs it is. So you're exercising every day, you're eating, you, you don't have the 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 knowledge to go and eat fast food because you've eaten what you've you know the things that you've come from so in that sense they're actually having better lifestyle choices because they're forced to but when it comes to their children that's where you see obesity rates among immigrants first generation um you know mexican americans completely skyrocket because of what you said right because it's like well i don't have time to feed my children um, it's a lot easier to get a burger and get and get it for them. So that, I think that's where it kind of makes sense on that, where your parents... Did, the,
1: sorry, the this study is, you said in Orange County, California, Um, did it focus on Latin American or Mex, just Mexican? No, this is just Mexican American.
0: Just Mexican American, okay. Yeah, yeah. Got it. This is just Mexican so, so again, we, should, we
1: shouldn't generalize. Ex- yeah,
0: exactly. Um, yeah.
1: But I'm sure there's there's still, I'm like not happy with that stat
0: no (laughs) that info because
1: yeah because i think it's um again there's probably so much more research that needs to be done for that you know to uh to be accurate um but there is some truth to it that um you know second generation third generation latin americans are probably uh eating more poor or poorly because of i would argue the american culture
0: no and, and that's where it goes down to because when you start going to more studies it's not just our immigrants like vietnamese immigrants right they tend to continue to eat what was in vietnam and not and the first generation second generation start eating what's it's americanized food right if you look at classic mexican food is pretty healthy Right, recipes change over time and distance. For example, you come to the U.S. and you know Tex-Mex food is is adding cheddar cheese and adding cream, you know sour cream and adding more stuff that you know healthier before. This actually made me laugh because tortillas, right? More in the U.S. is 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 flour tortillas, right? Where it's corn-based tortillas in other parts. So you're starting to see that the that. Food changes within generations, especially when you come to this side of the world. And it's not just uh, immigrants. It could be you know, Asian immigrants. It could be other parts of uh, that are coming in. And it's true. It's like more vegetables are eaten in these types of countries. When they come in, it's like, well, why do we have to do that? Because there's such yummy tasting food in a sense. What it all comes down to is that here in the US, yeah, you're pretty unhealthy. The conversation as to why that is affects not only our community and affects you know the African American, the black community um when you're trying to, you know find out differences, you know, they have their own problems when it comes to the type of food that they've eaten if it's and so do we. So we're not gonna you know, solve anything, but I thought that was kind of cool to hear those those uh or to at least see those statistics as to why. and then it does point to to as, yes we are very unhealthy but we don't necessarily have to be so um i wanted to we wanted to share a little bit more about you know especially on our personal lives you know janelle you're a very healthy person you've heard kind of all these stats and they all make sense some of them don't Some surprise you we've seen i guess what country you want to go you know live (laughs) in iceland (laughs) but but as far as you, you you consider yourself a healthy person You know, it's not like you've been healthy all your life. We've discussed this already. You know, when you say that you're a healthy person, it's only been—I would say—not maybe not recently, but not like, you know, since you were younger—that you consider yourself a healthy person, right?
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, right? Some of these uh, stats are interesting. Some of them surprise me. Some of them don't. Some of them, I think, you know, we have a lot more research to do on. Uh, But for all of you know, all of you listening, the reason why we're sharing this is because it's something that our Latinx community doesn't talk about, right? So I just want to reiterate that. And we need to talk about these things because there are a lot of things that we can do that we can change in our lives to be better, to be healthier, mm-hmm. to just feel better, to just, you know, wake up and be like, hey, I look good, I feel good. Like, you know, let's let's do this. Um, and it's, like you said, right? I haven't lived this lifestyle my whole life. Uh, it's something that I recently in the past years changed. And, you know, I'm just like everybody else. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And I, I think that for our community, if we, you know, little by little, start changing these habits and start changing our relationship with food, with exercise, well, we can accomplish so much more.
0: I Googled because, all right, let's get down to the basics because you always kind of hear, all right, you know, I, how do you be healthier? And first thing is eat better and exercise
1: yeah but what does that mean to people?
0: <laughs> okay what, what does that mean and when i looked at okay well, hold on a second let me let me just like it i don't want to be in the statistic of diabetes and yeah, the obesity rate like okay so as myself what do you need to do and it's it's like it's pretty simple keep your blood pressure manage your blood pressure keep your weight within a near healthy range get 30 minutes of exercise on most days and eat a balanced diet
1: All right so it sounds okay. pretty simple but <laughs> oh, <Lord>. <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: it doesn't help when it's like friday night and you're just like man feels good like food feels good to eat like so okay so so we're gonna go back and um i think what we could get out of it is from the very beginning is listening to your body and at least everyone right now if you want to be healthier you know listen to your body and write down five tips five tips that will help you get better and healthier and and do that. And I think that's where we're kind of going with this, where we're not going to tell you, this is what you should do. You know, we can tell you exercise every day for 30 minutes and don't eat any processed foods. You should be good to go. Right. That's but what does that mean? What does that mean? Exactly. So, or maybe there is, you know, do these you know, uh exercises that are gonna help you, or you know, it, eat this type of foods because everybody's different. I don't think we're gonna have a solve we're gonna have a solve for this. But I think what we can tell people is encourage people to change for a better and healthy lifestyle. And if you're listening to us right now and you're like, okay, I know I have to do this. This is something that everyone already knows. I know I can be healthy. I know I could lose weight. When we talked about the new year's resolution, like number one right is losing weight or be healthy, right? Or eat better. But okay, so Janelle, if what are you, how are you healthy? Like five things that you do that helps you live a better a healthier lifestyle to you. So
1: I mean I could talk about this for all day. <laughs> you know that we so <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to you know break it down and, and keep it simple, right? Like you said, right? You can Google how to be healthy and it's gonna tell you um do exercise 30 minutes a day. Uh, eat better, uh, sleep better, right? But what does that really mean to people? Um, you know, most people don't really know what that means. Most people think that they don't have the time or, but I think I think we do. I think we all have the time. Uh, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Obviously we all have different priorities, uh, but I think one of them for every single person should be to prioritize your health. Uh, and the number one thing, uh, so I'm going to share five tips, five principles that could help you that I think could help anyone. Right. Number one is right. Goal. Have your goal in mind. Why do you want to be better? Why do you want to exercise? Right. We all have a bigger purpose in life. Most of us know it. Some of us don't. And that's okay. You might figure it out early in life. You might figure it out later in your life, but once you do, it's going to make, uh, these decisions a lot easier. So if I share my, my, my purpose in life. Um, I know that I'm here to make a difference. I know that I'm here to, to inspire, to impact the world, the world positively, to be uh, an example for, for my family, for my nieces and nephews, right. I know that I'm not just here to play football every weekend. No, I know that there's a bigger purpose, right. So, uh, I have that, that in my mind every day. So if I want to, if I want to be accomplishing that goal on a daily basis, I need to be the best version of myself. And how do I accomplish that? Right. By eating accordingly, by exercising, by training, by doing what I need to do to feel my best. Um, do you want me
0: to just keep That's, going or? Yeah, no. Cause okay, so, I mean, the goals, goals, very important. Right. And I think this is where we're, we're at right now, where we're telling, okay, what are, f- list, list your five tips for yourself and you already listed. Well, one of them has to be the goal. (laughs) That's very, very important. So yeah, Uh this is what we're doing. All right. That's number two.
1: Number two. Um, I'm going to talk about whole foods, right? What are whole foods? What does that mean? No, like we're not talking about the store, (laughs) store whole foods Um, done. Get anything
0: inside whole foods and you're okay. Now
1: (laughs) again, right. Find what works for you, but I recommend prioritizing eating whole foods or eating minimally processed foods. Now what does that mean? Um, it means foods that are uh, as close to their form in nature as possible. okay. So unprocessed or minimally processed foods could include um, fresh or frozen vegetables and fruit, uh, whole grains like you know oats, brown rice, quinoa, uh, fresh and frozen meat, chicken, fish, uh, eggs. Again, those are just some examples. And if you can keep the majority of your nutrition, of your diet intake along the lines of those foods, you are going to feel better. You are going to look better. If your goal is, um, to lose weight over time, if you're consistent with it, you're going to lose weight. So that's number two. That makes sense. It makes it, sense, it, but do it, people do it, but it's, it's
0: hard.
1: It is hard, but it is possible. Yeah.
0: it, it It's it hard
1: was. because, because we have access. It's so easy to access mm-hmm. fast food and it's easier to go to the store and buy a bag of chips than it is to, um, I don't know, you know, yeah. prepare some, it's, you it's know, just cut up some vegetables
0: and fruit. Exactly. Exactly. It's so accessible. Like I love, like, I really like fruits and vegetables, but, you know the accessibility of of just you know open up a bag of chips and eating it. Hey, that's potatoes. And let's be real.
1: Let's be real. <laughs> a bag of chips probably tastes better than a celery stick. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sure, sure. it does for everybody. But it's not just about. I'm. Gonna, yeah. This is gonna go on to my next my next tip. It's not just about pleasure, right? So tip number three would be eat for fuel, not for pleasure. Eat what you need, not how you feel. Most of the time, we eat based on how we feel, uh, we eat because, you know, it's emotional eating. This is an actual thing. We eat because we are anxious. We eat because we are stressed. We eat because mm-hmm. we are bored. We eat because we don't know what else to do. We eat because the kitchen's right there. Broken heart. We, we eat because of a right, we can list a million reasons why but you're really eating. happy.
0: You, you, <laughs> you even eat. So that's not necessarily because when you're in love, you yeah. eat a lot.
1: Yeah. So, uh, the point is right eat for fuel. What does that mean? Right. Eat for, for example, as, as a professional athlete, I'm going to eat for my performance. I'm going to eat what I need to be 100% on the field at training. Um, most of the time, like I said, right, we eat things that we don't need. Right. And it's something that I think has been has evolved over time because of our culture, because eating has become a social thing, right. You go out to dinner with friends, you go out to drinks with friends, but When you make these decisions, ask yourself, right? Do I need to eat this or do I just want to eat it? There is a difference between need and want. So again, how do you decide what you need to eat for fuel? It goes back to your goals. What is your goal? All right.
0: All right. All right. Fourth tip number four,
1: tip number four, um, water, 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 drink a lot of water, hydrate. I know it sounds simple, but most people don't drink enough water. Uh, Most people don't carry around a water bottle. So I recommend carry, carry with you a water bottle everywhere you go. Why? Because most of the time you're not hungry. You are just thirsty. You are not hungry. You're just thirsty. So next time you want to go and pick up the bag of chips or that bag of sweets, we still so over here thinking about this right now. <laughs>
0: I, just got, I just got some water right now.
1: <laughs> you know ask yourself all right am I actually hungry or do I just need some water? So when you're in doubt, drink water. choose water.
0: All right, these are some similar that are in my top five I'm just gonna let you know. All right but all right, you'll see it you'll hear mine.
1: And number five is exercise exercise exercise. Uh, make it part of your lifestyle, make it a habit. It's going to be difficult at first, but once you make it a habit, it, it's going to get easier. And there's not just one way to exercise. You don't need a gym, you don't need a track. You, there's so much that you can do on your own in your home. Um, you know, if you're listening to this, it means because you, it means that you have access to internet in some way, right? So if you have access to internet, you have access to free, free. Exercise workout training videos online. There's so much information that you can find. Now, if people say that, well, I don't have time, you have time. Even if it's just 20 minutes a day, you have the time. It's about it's about priorities, right? Making exercise a priority in your life.
0: Every time I had an excuse for not working out, <laughs> denelli says you have time to stop. <laughs> you could do it. Yep, so, that's accurate. Yeah, so that's don't, don't. Yeah, if you want Janelle's uh, coaching advice, that's uh, she's hard. So there's that's no cool, excuses. Though. There's no excuses. So it's just we're not there yet. By the way, all right, all right. I like it. I like it. Okay, So top five for you are one, make a goal, right? Two, prioritize whole foods. Whole foods. Yes. Three,
1: uh, water. Drink a lot of water. Exercise. And eat for fuel, not for pleasure.
0: Okay there you go see this is all right here are my top five let's see how i do you can rank and you can tell me how i do dun, well. dun, all right dun, dun, dun. number two i i'm i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna be very specific so this is gonna be mine and i think this is how really should do write down your five of what you're gonna do right one <laughs> i'm only gonna eat out twice a week okay just two times like that's gonna be because i feel like hey it's lunchtime i'm gonna go here and i'm gonna get something even if it's healthy it's not necessarily healthy and i go back to what you said you know go to the grocery store make your food whole foods and i think that goes well but i'm not going to just cut it all out because i do love going and getting a great little sandwich from this italian place and it's like it's huge and it's great it's a lot of bread but right so i'll look at that so twice a week everything else try to make my own food right or home cook um sleep sleep at least eight hours a day you know be conscious about what, when you wake up, if it's work, I feel like when I'm rested, I feel the healthiest. And I put sleep in there um, because I struggle with not sleeping enough. Like I'll go to bed. I'm like, even though I'm tired, I'll be doing something. I'm working. I'm, um, you know, looking at stuff and it's like 11, 12, one, and I have to get up for a meeting at six 30. And I feel like crap the rest of the day, you know? So I, am like, okay, no, go to bed early or, you know, don't wake up to work at 430 in the morning because Spain is on or, you know, or anything like that. So I feel like sleep's important to me. Um, The third one, uh, exercise. And I put at, from three to four times a week, right? At least 45 minutes a day. That could be anything. And I'm going to start slow. I love going on, a, on hikes. I play soccer every Tuesday, even though I can't anymore for a while. Then says it's at least four months. Oh, wait, two months. So two months. I I always cheated in my life. Like this is my little life hack. I never went to the gym because I played sports all the time. And that's how I enjoy like sitting there, weights, and just running in a treadmill. Was so boring to me.
1: And that's great. And that's why I say find <laughs> what works for you. Yeah. yeah. There's so many different ways for you to exercise. And yeah,
0: you know. And uh four times a week, three to four times a week. And here in where I'm at in Phoenix, there's great hikes. It's great weather for the next month or two. So that's that. Um, then more specific, stop eating so many snacks. Yes, but more specific, stop buying snacks. Like, yes, like why? So, and I realized that it's when I'm hungry and I go shopping, you know, grocery food is when I buy the most snacks. Like, (laughs) when I've eaten and I go shopping, I'm like, I don't need burritos right now. I'm just gonna get all this, all my fuel, right? So, um, and water Uh, that kind of goes with that because. You throw in sodas. So stop buying the stuff that you're already setting yourself up for. Like I'm already setting myself up for failure when I go to the grocery store and I'm like, I'm going to get a Coke because I like Coke. I'm going to have it once in a while. And then Doritos, Tapatios, you know, you got to have that. And then, so, yeah. So the snack, snacking part I think is there. And the last one that I have is on mine is telling people about my changes. I feel like sometimes we keep our diets or healthy um, to ourselves, accountability. accountability. Accountability, right? Accountability, yeah. and and it's not because I don't want someone helping me. It's because I'm afraid of failing, and I think that's more in a personal mm-hmm. issue. Like if I post, like I, you're never gonna see me post, like I'm working out, or I'm doing this on, you know, on Instagram or anything like that. Like if I don't share that. And on a more personal, I don't share it because I know that I'll fail, and people are like, wait, I thought you're working out. <laughs> like I have, I have this like, like more of a persona of 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 not being that guy that works out all the time, which kind of limits myself, but I don't tell people about that. Hey, you know what? I'm going to start eating healthy. Can you, you know, help me not help me, but like, just keep me accountable. How's that going? You know, if it's your mom, like when I tell my mom that like, mom, I'm trying to lose some weight or I'm trying to be healthier. You know, she'll understand. And she goes, okay, Miko, what can I help you to do that? Yeah. You know, I'm like, stop giving me all this food on Friday and come over and be like, this is what I got you. So I think the accountability of having people around you that know about food or know about exercise and letting them know that, Hey, I'm making this, you know, this, this change or I'm trying to do this. And when you do that, I feel like people respect you and maybe you help them. Maybe you help each other. Maybe, you know, I have a of a buddy that, Hey, I'm, I'm going to the gym today. Do you want to go with me? And I'm like, yes, because I didn't want to go alone. You know? So those are my five.
1: Yeah. I like it. Cause.
0: Eating two times a sleeping it was important exercise at least three to four times stop snacking drink more water and number five being uh you know have accountability or telling people about your your changes
1: yeah i li- I really like that, that last one right we need to normalize talking about mm-hmm. these things uh because it's one it's going to help us right with with self-accountability and two um you know it's just good to talk about these things. And so next time your friend or your sister or your Tio or your Tia, your Prima tells you, Hey, you know what? I'm trying to change my life. Hey, you know what? I'm trying to exercise four times a week. Instead of laughing at them and saying, ah, you can't do that. Say, Hey, no, you can do this. I got your back. How can That's I help? So true. Cause it, it, it's so true. It, it, it happens so often.
0: Cause you don't, I mean, my Tia goes, Oh, I'm going to start exercising. I get yeah, right deal. Like,
1: yeah so let's change that narrative. Yeah, let's right. change that yeah. and next time somebody tells you like hey yeah you can do this like pump them up instead of instead of shutting them down
0: it's so funny because even in our culture we're so mean to each other too like yeah even even our you know, cariño like gordo gordito
1: <laughs> like you we laugh we about it you know what you, that's a you make a solid point right we we laugh about it and we use these names as you know to show cariño but um you know, secretly
0: people hate it i think i, really I was do.
1: i was going to get to that there are a lot of people who are internally struggling with their self-image and it might not help that you're you're calling them that so i don't know yeah. you know next time you know let's try to be more more considerate and let's normalize talking about these these things and
0: help people yeah. become healthier or that you know the tia is like You've been getting some weight. We so saw like, like, like tap over your, your belly. I'm like, all right, okay. Leave me alone. <laughs> and it's like, fine. Or, or I was really skinny, like really, really skinny. And my mom is actually a very, she was always, she always hated when people told her that she was really skinny. She's like, it isn't time we flaca, you know, she, and she's like, you need to eat better. And she's like, people struggle in different ways, but anyway, okay. Let's be nice to each other. Uh, all right. Health. We did mental health on our last episode. This time we talked about, you know, physical health, statistics on obesity, we we're surprised. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, sometimes we bring in guests, right? But I thought, you know, having you, Janet is as someone that lives the lifestyle of, of being fit, of being healthy, is, is very, very important. And we want to throw it out to you guys. What are your, you know, like we we did our five tips or at least our our five tips for ourselves share it with us. What are your five tips that you do on to be healthy? And on our Instagram page, we'll we'll post them um, from who and, and we'll tag you and, you know, kind of give you a shout out on that, you know, you're taking, you're taking this and you're changing your lifestyle. Um, if you're already a very fit person, you know, what are the tips that you give people, right? What are your healthy style tips? And if that's someone that's out there, we'd love to hear from you. What are some things that you do that we've missed that, you know, are important because this is, again, this, this whole, uh, this whole podcast is about helping our community and, uh, yeah, one, one step at a time.
1: Yeah, definitely one step at a time. And I want to add, uh, to that, you know, I want to challenge our listeners. If you already, if you don't exercise, I want to challenge you to exercise four times a week for 30 minutes a day. That's it. That's only two hours out of your entire week. That's it. If okay. you're up for the challenge, tag us, all let right. us know.
0: We'll share know it. Janelli's going to share. If you say it, I exercise. Tag, yes.
1: Tag me, arroba Janelli Farias across all my social media. And you're going to share if it. you I'll share it. If you can consistently exercise, let's go for three weeks, okay. three weeks, four times a week, 30 minutes, each of those four days
0: okay the Janelli challenge janelle faria's challenge we just we just made this into a a post <laughs> and i got this i got this all right so there it is let's do i it. won't i won't give you a challenge because i don't <laughs> If i can't do it why am i challenging you to do it so i'm gonna stay back i'm gonna stick to that but all right i'm, I'm gonna try to do the Janelli. um love this episode and uh i thank you so much for giving us your tips and for being uh you know honest and you know, we're trying to do the same for all of you guys that are listening. Thank you for, for staying this long and talking about health. Because the last thing you need is people telling you this is what you need to change. But hopefully you got some, uh, some something out of it.
1: Yeah, thank you to all of our listeners. And we are not experts. We don't know everything. Uh, but we are just trying to, you know, shed a little bit of light on things that we think could help our community.
0: All right. We'll see you on the next episode of nidiaki Hasta la próxima.